okay, uh, mysterious voice who does not sound like Yoda. Mm, yes, it doesn't sound like Lysa either. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yes, no, I, I have a riddle for you. The riddle is this. They flow like the ocean, splashing in a red cave. Swap me to show your passion. Release me to show hate. <laughs> um, what is it? It sounds like Taylor Swift lyrics. Could be. I haven't kept up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, not the answer I have, no. Oh, well, uh, let's see. Can you repeat that, please, um, oh, sir or madam? I can't release. <laughs> I flow like the ocean, splashing in a red cave. Swap me to show your passion. Release me to show hate. Mm. Um, semen. <laughs> <laughs> close. You said it close. Okay, I, I'm not. Uh, I I do not know. Then I will. I will take close. Mm. It is saliva. Okay. Well. Yes. Those two things uh, occasionally collide. So. Uh, yes. Well. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how many people release their semen to show hate. <laughs> do, do you have another riddle for me? Uh, yes, I can find a less crude one. Hmm. Oh boy. <clears throat> well, this one just seems easy, but we'll, we'll try it if it's easy. I'm difficult for you to hear. Say my name, and I disappear. Um. This is one of the obvious ones. Silence? Yes. Very good. <laughs> Here's a sticker for you. It says you did very good. <laughs> okay, throw, throw another one at me. I'm on a roll. All right. I start the day and end the end and do the same for your dear friend. Um, wait, say that again. I think I, I got the trick. Mm, yes. I start the day and end the end and do the same for your dear friend. It sounds like something with the letter D, but I can't really put it together. It, it is the letter D, yes. There's okay. another sticker for you. You're making quite a collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll need you to ship those to 123 Swamp Lane. Um, hmm. I'll give you the zip code later. Okay. Sounds fake. No. If it was fake, I would say 123 Fake Street from The Simpsons, but uh, mm -hmm. I didn't do that, so you know it's true. Ah, yes, that's fair. Double or nothing, another riddle. Ooh. Though my size is quite immense, I'm light as a feather, because I'm not stents. 
Um, say that again. I didn't quite get the last bit. Hmm. Though my size is quite immense, I'm light as a feather because I'm not dense. Oh, is it like air or the atmosphere or something? Kind of. <laughs> it's a cloud. <laughs> I, I, which I guess means it's not double. It's just regular. Yeah, I'll take fifty percent, which means yes. that I'm back where I started. <laughs> yes, you don't get two stickers for that one. You get one. <laughs> you have a very fair system for uh, a a riddle person. Mm, yes, a mysterious riddle goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say gremlin, but goblin works too. I mean, you, you, related. You're your own. You're your own creature so a, you know. a goblin comes from a cave and a gremlin comes from a house yeah but guy? i I'm not sure. I, w- I want you to know you're working your way into all of our hearts regardless of where you came from mm, yes it's a new classic character doesn't have a name yet <laughs> the riddle gremlin <laughs> mm. the- the, I'm, the I'm debating making a debut <laughs> on Hey Riddle Riddle, depending if they want to accept my calls. <laughs> Let's see. I, I don't know. It seems like a bad idea. It might be the heat stroke that's convincing me that I should try it. But yeah, go ahead. There's some very be... good riddles. I, I should give credit where credit is due. These are all coming, not from my mind, unfortunately, but from a book called The Game Master's Book of Traps, Puzzles, and Dungeons. By Jeff Ashworth. It had to be a Jeff. Yes. It really is a Jeff. At least it's not one of those shitty Jeffs. Yes. Wait, how how is Jeff spelled? J-E-F-F. Okay, so, yeah, that's a... Yes, that's the, a the traditional spelling. Yeah, traditional Jeff. Hmm. Well, you're still on a roll and I haven't broken you yet, so... Keep trying. Oh boy. Alive, um, but I don't breathe air. I'm known as vibrant and fair. I prick when held, I soothe when smelled, and my musk is quite debonair. It's, it's a rose. It is. But by any other name, it would smell just as sweet because Shakespeare. Well, yes, I mean, that's how language works. It, it just signifies applied to signified. You know, a rose is just a flower that we happen to call a rose in the English language. Yeah, you think in that Italian? It's got like a rose or something. <laughs> How am I ever supposed to remember that? Hmm. All right, let's try to find a trickier one. A bone in the throat. A sliver in the boat. I'll get under your skin, lest your gloves be too thin. Huh, this is an interesting one. Mm. Repeat that, please, and I will let you know if I have failed you. Mm, yes. And then I will be free for the week. Well, at least two weeks. Or whatever. I don't know. We'll see if this character's fun enough to come back in two weeks. A bone in the throat. A sliver in the boat. I'll get under your skin, lest your gloves be too thin. 
Um, <laughs> a hole. No. Darn. It was a splinter. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm beginning to lose it. The 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 riddle force flowing through me. Uh, yes, no sticker for you for that one. Oh well, I I'm still three ahead, so I I consider this a win. Yeah, yes, I suppose. But I am free for now, so farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, call me. <laughs> no, I I think they went back to hell or wherever it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> that goblin thing. Yeah, lives. I. I, I shouldn't have been so insensitive. Hell has terrible reception. They probably cannot call me. Nah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll come back in two weeks. Maybe they won't. I'll probably have forgotten this bit in two weeks. <laughs> it's just another riddle. Mm. It, it's all riddles, all the way down. Yep. Oh, Jade, when did made you get of here? Riddles. <laughs> oh, I was watching. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we started the call, and all of a sudden, you disappeared, and this uh, riddle gremlin, or goblin, I keep forgetting. Oh, I well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this riddle creature. No, I mean, if I do spring them on, hey, riddle, riddle, I'm hoping they'll come up with the name and identity of this character. <laughs> um, you could be, let's see, you could be like a... Corn on the cob riddler, like a cobbler. Hmm. Could. Yes. Yeah. That was not a good joke, but it was a joke. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll 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 call that a win. Hmm. Um. But yeah. So we have. I mean, I have a couple topics. Although I don't know how much. I mean. Like Harley Quinn season three came out. Um, All of it. Like a, well, four episodes are out now. They dropped three on the first day and then one over <clears> this past week. So I and it, you know, it's good so far. I don't know how much really to say about it. Even when the whole thing's out, I don't know how much there'll be to say about it. It's you know hard to really talk in depth about something that's just all around good. Yeah. You could you could say how um, I haven't watched it yet, but my favorite part is when Batman comes in and kisses Harley Quinn, and then there's a love triangle between those two and Poison Ivy. Oh no that that was the Batman and Harley Quinn movie. Oh, with the double butt. Yeah, with, with the double butt and with um. The Floronic Man and Poison Ivy and uh, the extended musical number in the middle of the movie when they go to like a roadside dive bar and Harley Quinn just decides to sing on the stage like a full song. What does she sing? I don't even remember. Oh. I've, oh, I've seen not. the movie like two or three times now because it's so bafflingly bad. But... <laughs> Now I need to look up what Harley Quinn sings in that movie. Yeah, I mean, the the movie is like, if Bruce Tim <clears throat> was let completely off the chain to just do whatever the fuck he wanted, that movie is what comes of that. Oh, so does Bruce Wayne impregnate um, Barbara Gordon? Uh, 
not in this one, no. I mean, the, the, there is, you know, Harley um, kidnaps Nightwing and, like, ties him up to a bed and I think has sex with him? I, it's, like, in silhouette, but I'm pretty sure. Dubious consent. Uh, yeah, um, but not nothing. Nothing Batman exists after the animated series, so it's yeah, fine. I, but when when you were starting to say Batman comes in and kisses, I was thinking maybe <clears throat> you'd seen the scene in Harley Quinn season three where he's kissing Catwoman's feet, which is oh. how they redid the eating <laughs> no. pussy scene. They weren't allowed to do. It's he's like sucking on her toes, and then she's just disappointed by it. Lame. Yeah. Like I, it, <laughs> isn't it amazing how uh, Batman having a foot fetish is less acceptable than him eating pussy? Mm. Like, uh, like don't we can't have him commit this like pretty basic sexual act, but he can be into feet. That's fine. Yeah, and it's just Batman because there's, like, a full orgy scene in episode four of, uh, the, the Court of Owls is, like, an eyes wide shut sex club in this version. And, yeah, just, like, all the rich people and supervillains in town are just having a big orgy, which is a plot point. Because um, Gordon is there trying to get funding so he can run for mayor. And accidentally he's like stumbling around in the dark and accidentally ends up taking pictures of all of it, which I guess is going to lead to a blackmail plot. Because <clears throat> Gordon's working with Two-Face to try to get himself to become mayor. Because I guess he's just compromised all his morals at this point. <laughs> Gordon has such a weird arc over this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he starts as just like a burned out like version of himself and then apparently now he's uh like corrupt politician yeah also bruce wayne is there at the party <clears throat> but i think he leaves before the orgy starts but he's there as a rich person so he can you know keep an eye on all the like super villains and stuff i guess but yeah not I mean, too he's close there as I. bruce wayne yeah Wait, so do they think he's a supervillain, or is it, like, supervillain and, and rich people? It It's mostly rich people, but there's also a lot of super... Like, Bane is there. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bane has... You know, when, when the orgy starts, Bane asks for help getting his suit off, because, it, you know, he can't reach the zipper. I hope he doesn't have a premature explosion. <laughs> I mean, he probably did. <laughs> he seems like the type. Yeah. yeah, no, Bane, it seems like Bane is going to have kind of an arc in this season of dealing with his depression, because somebody points oh. out to him that it's like, you seem like you're depressed, and he starts thinking about, like, am I depressed? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, nobody takes him seriously, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, solves all of his problems with explosions. Yeah. He, need, he needs to find the validation from within that he cannot get from outside. Yeah. 
Like, it seemed like he already kind of did that in season two with the pit, where he was doing his therapy sessions, but... Yeah. I guess now that the pit's gone, he's still... His problems are still with him, and he has to face those. Yeah, he he's physically left the pit, but emotionally, he's still in there. Yeah. The pit. Yep. Also, Joker is still with his uh, family that he... You know, his amnesia family from uh, season two. Which is a weird choice, mm. but okay. Mm. Well, she kind of uh, kept them in line, though, huh? Mm. Yeah, and it seems like th- like the impression I'm getting from the first few episodes is th- like the overarching plot of the season is that now that Harley and Ivy are together, Harley wants to be supportive of Ivy and her plans, and her plans are like she'd started making this like garden of eden garden and was you know really wants to reclaim the whole planet in the name of nature and so harley's trying to be supportive of that um but i mean ivy just needs to focus on you know it's like now that they're together they have to learn um boundaries and giving each other space or more like mostly harley learning to give space because she's really clingy so far and ivy just wants to focus on her like plans to make super plants and stuff (laughs) but according to the writers they're not planning to split them up ever so it seems like their relationship is staying together but you know they still have personal issues to work through yeah like i i I kind of feel like Harley Quinn isn't Harley Quinn without some kind of personal issues, mm. to be honest. Um. Yeah, also Psy is, even though Psy is dead, he's back because King Shark downloaded his, you know, entire robo-consciousness into, like, a cell phone or something, <laughs> so he can talk to them through a screen. That's cool. Um, so who who is who is the main crew again? Because it's been a while. Um, uh, Harley, Ivy, King Shark, Clayface, Dr. Psycho is still gone as of season two, but in the previews they showed he'll be back at least in one episode, um, and, uh, Cyborgman, their, uh, landlord who's (laughs) become part of the team, and also Frank the Plant who got exposed to some kind, one one of the things ivy was working on ended up turning him into like a super plant like he's walking around now with oh. you know like plant muscles so he can sass people anywhere he wants yeah yeah he's able to walk and fly now and he's like slowly turning into a kaiju or something <laughs> cool i hope he's the main villain of the season finale mm. that would be fun yeah, I mean, he's already got a little shop of horrors thing going, so maybe if he just gets some more blood and gets bigger. Yeah. Just, you know, eat a dentist. Yeah. Um, eat a dentist or a Steve Martin. Uh, either one will do. If they're the same person, mm. then uh, it's even better. But, yeah. And then yeah. turn into a kaiju and fight Harley Quinn and friends. Yeah, because the season previews also showed at one point Harley's going to become a Robin, I guess. Like, she's got the Robin <laughs> tights and makes fun of the costume. 
and is like fighting alongside Batman. Oh, yeah, is she still having a crisis of like whether she wants to be a supervillain or not? Um, I mean, she seems like she's committed to <clears throat> being a supervillain alongside Ivy. She's not as concerned about getting the approval of all the male supervillains anymore. But she is, you know, very wrapped up in trying to be supportive of Ivy uh, in, like, as many ways as possible, even when it gets to be kind of clingy. So, so she's she's finally trying, but she's just not good at it yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's still, you know, like focused on you know like the approval i don't know if it's really the approval of other people necessarily but you know like it i don't know well we'll see how it develops i guess yeah let me know when it's done that's that's probably a thing i want to watch immediately after it's done yeah so like two episodes from now let's see I mean, seasons one and two were what like 10 episodes yeah, something like and that. And they've done four now, and unless <clears throat> they double up again, that means in another six weeks, the the rest of the season should be up. Yeah, two so. episodes. Hmm. Uh, two podcast up. Oh, no. podcast up. Okay, So yeah. four, three, three. Yeah, four. yeah. yeah be, I mean, it'd be like two months. <laughs> two months is nothing. Time flies by... Yeah. Like it doesn't oh, wait, no, matter if it's, at all. No, if it's six episodes, no, that'd be a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> so that's out. Also, uh, Lightyear is on Disney Plus now. And I watched it. It was... I'd say it was fine. It's... It's... It's a lot of bad choices, I think. Like the the end result <laughs> is fine, but for what this could have and should have been, they it it's just like a fundamental misunderstanding of what a light year story should be. Yeah, I I haven't seen anything about it that makes it look any good at all. So mm. I mean, have you like gonna... heard anything about the plot? I. I think I heard a, a synopsis like right when it came out, mm. and I was like, "Oh!" And then I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, no it it's it's weird, but also not weird enough. It's like not weird enough to be like, "Oh, that was crazy," but yeah. it is weird like, enough that it's like, "Why did you know, you're making a movie about Buzz Lightyear? Why did you take it in this weirdly serious and existential direction?" Yeah, why not just make it like a bigger version of the Toy Story 2 opening mm. where they're playing a Buzz Lightyear video game and he's just doing all this crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, they do... They pull, like, every reference they can from the movies to Buzz. You know, like, a lot of the lines of dialogue that Buzz has about, you know, being on a strange planet or his communicator not working or, you know, just, like, direct quotes... They do a lot of those, and they have, like, Zerg and the robots show up, although Zerg looks a lot different than the toy version, um, and even the character is, like, completely different from, you know, any anything about what Zerg was even 
in the movie. Like, even, you know, like they've gone out of their way to ignore the cartoon, um, which is dumb, but fine, whatever. But even going off the movie version of Zerg, like the version we see and the lines of dialogue about the evil emperor Zerg, sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance, it's like, yeah, this, it's, like, when I say it's a fundamental misunderstanding, what I mean is Buzz, if you look at, like, the way they depict him in Toy Story, it's a very campy space story. Like, he's, yeah. he's a guy in a bright white and purple and green space suit with a big bubble helmet and jetpack wings and a laser and karate chops. Like, he's a very silly space hero, and he's fighting an evil emperor who is like a Ming the Merciless, you know, vaguely Asian robot purple <laughs> evil guy with a machine gun. Um... You know, th- this whole thing is supposed to be very silly and campy, and what they did with it in this movie, like, they they were running off the idea, like, okay, what if there was a Buzz Lightyear movie made in the 90s that inspired the toys? And then they said, okay, well, what were the big sci-fi movies of the 90s? And they went to, like, you know... Alien Jerry- 3. Well, it it's in... The movie is done in the style of, like, Jerry Bruckheimer Armageddon kind of movie. No. Where it's like everything, it, what the it, or fuck? like That's contact, maybe. You know, it's like everything, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, sunset drenched shots of people driving on a, you know, planet. And, um, you know, these like kind of heady sci fi concepts of like time dilation and time travel. Um, and it just, it's like, I get where the logic came from but it clashes with the style of the character who this is supposed to be about it, it's, it's not as silly as it should be to be a story about that and it, just, it doesn't make sense with what we've seen of buzz like if you take buzz yeah. completely out of it it's still a fine movie with a very fun side character which is socks the robot cat who is he talks like a robot but he acts like a cat so he's like <laughs> narrating about how he's you know gonna catch this laser pointer that he sees on the ground or um he's like ro- you know rolls over and wants pets but he's saying like a robot yes i like pets yeah like socks was fun the rest of it was fine i'll probably never watch it again because there's nothing to see um, yeah, it's it's weird that they made a Buzz Lightyear movie that is somehow overly dramatic. Mm. But since you've forgotten the plot summary, and I wrote down some key details so I could remember the plot summary. Uh, yeah, throw it at me. Yeah, let's go with the plot summary. Okay, so movie begins with um, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, working for Star Command. Uh, as you know, they've got this like colony ship that they're taking to a planet to colonize it everyone's in hypersleep you know the cryopod things you know standard 80s 90s sci-fi intro bunch of people on a ship they're all asleep buzz is woken up because they're approaching a planet that might be viable but they need to check it so him and his uh commander a woman named hawthorne i don't remember if they gave her first name but her last name is hawthorne and that's the important thing because you know we'll get into it time travel there's multiple her like her she's there for like the first 
third or half, and then her granddaughter is like the main you know side character for the rest of the movie. But why? Why would you throw time travel in a puzzling we'll, movie? We'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're asking why would you do that at all? Because they completely missed the mark. But why did they do it for this story? They they have their reasons. Um, because uh, they're being overly serious, but um, <clears throat> and existential. But um, yeah, so Buzz and Hawthorne go to check out this planet, and they find that it has you know these like vines that'll shoot up out of the ground and just grab anything that's moving around. So they decide, okay, this planet's too hostile. We can't stay here. And they head back to the ship to take off, but the vines latch onto the ship, and they end up blowing out the hyperdrive crystal in the process of trying to escape. So the ship crash lands back on the planet, and they are stuck there, but they work out a plan like, okay, we can set up a temporary like uh, base here and do you know, like digging, you know, try to find the materials to make a new hyperdrive crystal here on this planet and then we can leave and continue our search for a place to colonize so buzz volunteers to be the one who tests the crystal you know like they, they make a crystal they're not sure if it's stable buzz volunteers to test it he gets in this like experimental spaceship and flies up into space and the crystal doesn't work but it, I guess, works enough that when he comes back down to the planet, he finds that three years have passed. And um, so everyone's a little bit older. They've had some experiences he wasn't there to see. Um, and so then they make another crystal, and he, he does it again. Um, and, you know, every time he comes back, he sees, like, people have aged, their lives are progressing. Like, Hawthorne, you know, the whole thing about this movie having... A gay character that's gotten it, you know, banned from Middle Eastern markets is that Hawthorne, you know, between one of his travels, he comes back and says, she says, oh yeah, I met a person, we're gonna get married, and, you know, it turns out it's a woman, and Buzz, he's surprised mainly because he's like, wait, you just met this person, you're gonna marry them? I said, Buzz, I met him like two years ago, because he was gone, so he didn't know, but, I mean, otherwise he's supportive, so... Yeah, so she gets married and has, you know, a kid who has another kid because, you know, her granddaughter is going to be the Hawthorne partner character for, you know, later in the movie. But but Buzz is still, you know, he, he's very focused on this mission. He's like, I need to get a working hyperdrive crystal so I can get us off the planet. That's the mission. That's I got to complete the mission. Um, one of the trips back, he's given Socks, who is a robot cat who's kind of annoying to him at first, but he puts Socks on the task of trying to fix what's wrong with the hyperdrive crystal while he continues to test the ineffective ones. And so he ends up coming back from one of the loops. I think that's the loop where he finds that the Hawthorne that he knew has, you know, grown old and died and left, uh, like, message for him like a hollow message but then her replacement shows up and he's a guy who i think he was probably like born and raised on this planet so he's like we're fine just staying here we're gonna put up a laser shield and they'll keep the vines out and we're just gonna live here now but buzz is still like no the mission was we have to get this hyperdrive crystal and we have to get out of here so 
he goes back and finds the socks is actually figured out, you know, in the decades of working on it, figured out the, you know, way to make it a working crystal, but they're, you know, the police show up and they're going to, you know, shut socks down because they don't, you know, that's no longer the mission for them to do the hyperdrive thing, so he steals socks and jumps out the window and, um, I think yeah, I think he does forge that crystal, maybe? I don't know. Because uh, he eventually, he... I think there might be, like, one more jump that he does. And then when he comes back from that jump, he finds that... Yeah, no, there must have been another jump. Because that... It was, like, another 20 years pass. The granddaughter is now grown up. Um, and when he comes back to the planet, he finds they've set up that laser shield, and it's working... But they're now under attack from Zerg, this mysterious robot warlord who has a spaceship in orbit. And this army of robots that are the robots from Toy Story 2's opening, the the yellow Cylon guys. Um, Mm. And the robots are all patrolling around and trying to get into the base. And when Buzz lands, they steal his ship. Um... Because they're like they they steal the ship and I think he might have the hyperdrive crystal with him or something like they're, they're trying to steal the crystal and they're trying to steal the ship and they're trying to capture Buzz. And Buzz ends up running into you know granddaughter Hawthorne and um, she's got this you know quirky ragtag team of misfits um, and they all they when the Zerg attacked which I think was only like a week ago from when you know this. Buzz arrived. Um, the um, the laser shield went up, and so she and this group got stuck on the outside, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's her, and there's this like granny ex-con who you find out by the end the thing she was convicted of was stealing a ship, which Buzz is like, well, yeah, I also stole a ship, so he he's got some respect for that. Um, it, but yeah, there's her and there's um, Taika Waititi playing a guy who just doesn't seem to understand what's going on most of the time. So all of his characters and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Taika Waititi playing a Taika Waititi character. And yeah. so Buzz, you know, kind of struggles with the idea of working with the team because he's always been a you know, do-it-yourself alone for the most part plus you know everyone he knows has grown old and died at this point and um but bunch of adventure action things happen eventually he gets the crystal again i think or at least he has the formula for it or something he gets captured by the robots who take him up to the ship where he finds you know zerg takes his... You know, the, the robot opens up and reveals the inside is an older version of Buzz. Because, you know, like... And they do the scene where he, you know... Like, there's... Like, Zerg opens up, he sees an old Buzz, and he's like, oh, Dad? And he's like, no, I'm an older you. So, they're playing off of that thing from the I Am Your Father scene from Toy Story 2 that was a Star Wars parody. But yeah. that's not what it is. Zerg is a different buzz that there is like a time loop or something has formed because buzz originally got the crystal to work went forward into the future 
found this abandoned spaceship full of robots, took command of it, used the hypercrystal thing to go backwards in time, but it burned out before he could get far enough back in time to stop the crash from happening in the first place, which is what he wanted to do. So he only got as far as this moment here, you know, like a century maybe after, or at least a few decades, I don't know, after the the crash happened. So he tries to get the younger Buzz to help him to get a new crystal set up so they can finish going back in time and stop the crash from happening and accomplish the mission. And Buzz at first is like, oh yeah, that's a great idea, and then realizes that, wait a minute, all these people who have, you know, lived their lives since the crash, all that, all, all everything would go away, and future Buzz, you know, it's time travel ethics, basically, the, the question, like, Endgame got around by having the characters say, like, well, we're, we're gonna bring everyone back, but we're not gonna go back and undo, um the last five years because you know people have been born in that time and it wouldn't be right to do that but same yeah. kind of question but it's the future buzz says well th it'll be like they w didn't exist so it doesn't matter and younger buzz is like no this is wrong and he takes the crystal and walks off and so then older buzzes attacks him and you know, big fight action stuff happens uh buzz sets the younger buzz sets the ship to self-destruct and i think older buzz he either kills him or he gets killed along the way or something he he's definitely dead huh. um but uh but yeah no younger buzz has learned to accept that you know his failure didn't ruin everything and people are fine living in this um new society they've set up and they end up creating a new space ranger core to let buzz and his new team go off and continue to explore space instead of being tied down to this uh, you know, base inside of a laser shield that Buzz you know, didn't really want to live in anyway um and yeah, that's that's basically the plot uh, yeah, a lot of time travel stuff so Buzz can deal with the existential dread of watching people around him grow old and die and um then deal with the stubbornness of his own character as he confronts his future self yeah that that, that is weird because like what like what you said earlier like it it buzz lightly buzz light you always seem like a parody of like pulpy sci-fi yeah he's like, like a the... buck rogers flash gordon kind of guy yeah the, he's got a brightly colored space suit and lots of you know silly gadgets and stuff, and fights an evil space emperor. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's pulp sci-fi, but they went with the more kind of like serious mid '90s sci-fi drama. Um, yeah, but with you know, like there's a lot of humorous characters and interactions, but like the plot in itself isn't a comedy. It's uh more philosophical yeah. <laughs> it just makes no sense for a Buzz Lightyear story yeah also the thing that trips a lot of people up and I get it now that I've seen it um, at the start of the movie 
before like before any of the scenes happen there there's like this caption thing that pops up that says like in 1995 andy uh wanted a buzz lightyear because he'd seen this movie and it was his favorite movie and it doesn't you know i mean it doesn't sound like a 90s movie well i mean it doesn't sound like the or movie, a kid's that, movie yeah that like a kid in the 90s would not give a shit about this it'd be like a kid in the 90s wanting a bruce willis from armageddon action figure after seeing <laughs> armageddon <laughs> the kid really likes animal crackers now yeah <laughs> and even like thinking mid 90s you know because still they, they could have done something you know, like fifth element was mid 90s and that was crazier than this although i guess I, yeah yeah, I, I, I like Fifth Element. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, they, they must have just leaned in on the idea, like, okay, he's a space ranger, so what does that mean? Well, that means he's, like, exploring planets. And they went for this, like, more serious, like, sort of, not hard militaristic, but a little bit militaristic kind of take on space. And then just conveniently ignored the whole thing about, oh, and also he fights an evil space emperor. Yeah. Also, God, that's so like weird. Thunder here. I don't know if that'll pick up on the mic or not, but uh, I didn't hear it. I don't know. Maybe on your recording, it will. Yeah, the, the mic I use for recordings more sensitive, so maybe I will. But I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, light year. Yeah that 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 seems so weird for a a, a Toy Story spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird, but it's not weird enough to be interesting. It's just weird yeah, like, enough. Like, why uh, did they make this kind of way? Imagine how fun they could make like a like a a, a pulpy sci-fi movie with uh, Buzz Lightyear. Mm. Yeah, like I, I mean, the the show was good enough at that. Yeah, and I mean, it it wasn't. It was way more like you know early two thousands kids show than anything, but. Yeah, um, but like from that show, I could buy a character like Buzz existing as a toy because right. it's the same. Like it, it has that same kind of just humorous, you know, like just throw all the funny sci-fi tropes in there that you can, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they they went with the whole Star Wars. Like, well, I mean Zerg is obviously like Darth Vader, right? But, yeah. Um, they even went with the whole, um, I am your father thing. Yeah, yeah, Toy Story uh, 2, they did the Star Wars joke reference with Zerg. Yeah. The Zerg is, like, if you cross Darth Vader with, um, was it Ming the Merciless was the one from Flash Gordon? Because Zerg has uh, that kind of, like, big shoulder pad cape robe thing of yeah. the, like, Chinese-esque sci-fi villain of you know flash gordon era but also like the helmet and the attitude of a darth vader yeah he's 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 like the he's like the 1950s pulp sci-fi version of darth vader yeah so yeah yeah it's such a, it's such a weird direction yeah like I, I i wonder whose choice that was like did, did anybody really want to make um like did yeah. did anybody want to make Buzz Lightyear the the serious sci-fi um, guy? 
I I have no idea what went on behind. I, I still don't know behind the scenes who it, at Disney it is who's just like suppressing any mention of the 2000s cartoon because like they, they they never put it on DVD. They won't put it on Disney Plus. It's like they're they're trying to hide it, but it doesn't. Like it, it can't just be a quality issue because they put so many other shows on there that are you know in the same yeah style um, i mean i'm 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 assuming all the like direct to video uh disney sequels are on there i mean yeah. most of those are terrible so yeah yeah and like you know they got lots of the cartoons on like i think there's only like a couple cartoons that are missing and some of them are like it, it's odd that you know the buzz lightyear one hasn't been on there and i don't think the aladdin one's on there either which i don't know why yeah. that one's left out too yeah yeah i remember the aladdin show being pretty good yeah yeah i mean they've got all three of the aladdin movies and you kind of need the show i mean you don't need the show to watch the movies but the show really is like the bridge between the second and third movies yeah it it actually shows what um aladdin and jasmine are like together outside of that one song yeah <laughs> yeah and like which is, you know, return which is of jafar nice. pretty much like as a kid i didn't notice but now i can definitely notice it's like the same animation quality as the tv show like it's, yeah. it's a big step down from theatrical quality you know the third movie isn't like theater quality but it's better than uh like tv show quality yeah like you, you can you can tell just by looking at it um well not now like yeah as a kid you don't notice that shit but. i mean even I, it's been a couple of years since i rewatched them but i remember the third one not looking terrible like the second one does yeah like i'm i'm picturing aladdin's dad animated in my head and i'm like yeah that's not bad oh wait or was that the second one no yeah the third the second one was J jafar comes back and iago becomes a hero in order to stop him um and the, the third one is the one with his dad and the 40 thieves and the big sea turtle and the golden hand and all that stuff okay so they're, yeah. they're trying to get the hand of midas and the bad guy grabs it and turns into a golden statue and falls in the ocean. <laughs> That's such an Indiana Jones way to go out. Yeah. Um, and like the like the music wasn't bad in that one either. Yeah, I couldn't say anything about that. I haven't seen it in shit in like fifteen years. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I. I don't even know the last time I've watched like a regular Disney animated movie, to be honest. Mm. Um, did you see Frozen? I I did eventually. Um, maybe in like 2015. Mm. Yeah, did you see Encanto? No. Um, I, I All I know is that they, they won't talk about that Elite Four guy for some reason. Mm. Yeah. No, they won't talk about him because he lives in the walls and talks to rats. Uh, well, well, he, I guess they wouldn't talk about him even before then, and that's why he lives in the wall and talks to rats. 
It is like a chicken and egg scenario, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, well, it's because they all got superpowers, and his superpower is to see when bad things are going to happen, and people thought he was making the bad things happen. He's He's got the Cassandra curse. Yeah, but what if he didn't? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd have a different movie, I guess. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. Encanto was fine. I mean, it, it's... Uh, the big appeal of it is that there's, like, a lot of characters with a lot of, you know, relatable issues that they have, you know, in regards to, like, how their family feels about them and how they feel about their family. Yeah, I know there's kinds a really of personal strong girl. Pressure. Yeah, it's the strong girl who feels like she has to fix all the problems. And there's the pretty girl who feels like she has to look pretty all the time, even though she, you know, is afraid that maybe she might not be as pretty as everyone says she is. Um, And then there's a kid who just has a bunch of animal friends. He doesn't really have any personal conflicts. He's just got animal friends. And then there's Bruno, who was shunned by the family because they blamed him for the bad things that he just foresaw and told them and tried to warn him about. Um, So he just has to live in the walls now because he wants to keep helping everyone, but they don't want him around. This family sounds like it sucks. Kinda, yeah. I mean, the process of the movie is... I mean, like them confronting the grandmother matriarch for all the pressure she's putting on everyone. <laughs> but what what other what other Disney movies have even come out? Uh, are we just counting Disney animation, or are we counting Pixar? Yeah, well, I haven't. I haven't seen any Pixar movies in forever either. Yeah, well, because like Pixar um, for the the last one that they put out in theaters before Lightyear was Onward, the D and D one, and that one only got like a couple weeks in theaters before the theaters all shut down, and then it went straight to Disney Plus. Um, and that one we talked about on here. It's the one where the brother realizes that his brother was actually his dad because he raised him, and um. And then we got a laugh out of how weird that sounds, but it, it's really good. Though. <laughs> um, but yeah, because no, there was that one, and then there was Luca, which is the one that's set in Italy, and it has these two like fish people kids who disguise themselves as humans so they can try to get a Vespa bike, um, and they have shenanigans and stuff. And the animation on that looked completely different from other Pixar movies. It didn't really feel like Pixar in a lot of ways. Um, and then they did Soul. They actually might have done Soul first. I don't know. I just remember they released it around Christmas, and it was fine. It's like a, a jazz musician dies by falling down a manhole and uh, has to deal with like ghosts in the afterlife and stuff. And also trying to be reincarnated, or I don't know if he's reincarnated or gotten back to his, I think his body's just like comatose, so he's trying to get his soul back to his body. Um, but, okay, so let's see, yeah, they did, yeah. they did Soul, Luca, Onward, um, 
see, Raya and the Last Dragon, I think, was a Disney animation one that may have gone to theaters, but mostly went to streaming. Um, and was fine. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I heard about it, is that it was fine. Yeah. Um, let's see, because Disney... Disney usually... It, it's hard to keep track of them. It's like, used to be like, there was like one Disney movie and one Pixar movie per year. But then after everything went to streaming, it kind of got lost. I think yeah. Frozen 2 came out end of 2019, before all the streaming stuff. Then there was Onward, and then there was Soul and Raya and Luca and Encanto and um it feels like there was another one that I'm missing yeah I've I've completely lost track because I just haven't I haven't watched any of them so I haven't really been paying attention yeah no most of them you know have either gone straight to streaming or they get a lot more attention on streaming than they do in theaters yeah um Um, yeah, no, because, yeah, I think that that's, that, that's most or all of them from the last, like, three years. Because before that, there was, like, Frozen 2 and Wreck-It Ralph 2, and, um, I mean, if we go back farther, there's, like, Tangled and Frozen and Big Hero 6 and Wreck-It Ralph 1. Is, is Frozen the last Disney movie I've seen? <laughs> Because that, that's kind of amazing. Frozen was like 2013, I think. Yeah. Because I think it was Wreck-It Ralph was 2012, Frozen was 2013, Big Hero 6 was 2014. I don't remember what was 2015. Um, or 2016. Shit, I'd have to look up a list. Yeah, I, I'm completely drawing a blank. Uh, let's see if I can look up a list without my phone flipping out and making the call go all robot-y. Okay. Oh, Moana. Yeah, Moana was good. I, I, I did see Moana. Yeah, that was 2016. So, so there. Okay, so I'm glad it's not Frozen as the last one. Mm. Okay, um, let's see. There we go. Wikipedia article. Skip ahead to the recent stuff. Um, should I go forward in time or backward? Yeah. Uh, go backward so I could say how many I haven't seen. Okay. So, Lightyear, June 17th, 2022. Nope. The Bob's Burgers movie is technically a Disney movie now. I hate that. Um, even though they didn't actually produce it uh, this year. Um, which I'd also forgotten. There was another Pixar oh. one that went straight to streaming. Uh, Encanto. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong is technically Disney, even though it wasn't really. It's more of a Fox movie. Uh, uh, Luca. Which one is uh, that? Raya and the Last. Uh, Luca is the one with the two Merfolk kids oh, who yeah. want to get a Vespa bike. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon, March 5th, 2021. Soul, December 25th, 2020. Onward, March 6, 
Spies in Disguise must have been grandfathered in, because that wasn't... I don't think that was a dude. Okay, I'm just going to read the major ones. Oh, good. They, they recognized that the Lion King live action was actually an animated movie. It's, <laughs> it's on the animated list. Um, okay, Frozen 2, November 22nd, 2019. Hey, that's my birthday. Oh, cool. Um, the Lion King, Toy Story 4, June 21st, 2019. No. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, November 21st, 2018. No. Incredibles 2, June 15th, 2018. No, you'd think so, right? But no. Hmm. Yeah, it's not. It, it made like a billion dollars, but it's just like a rehashed version of Incredibles 1. Uh, but set in, you know, I, get, I mean, I don't know. It came out like 10 years later, but it's like set the day after Incredibles 1. But also they're just doing the whole, like, how do we make superheroes relevant to the public again um thing uh well a villain tries to stop it yeah uh okay coco november 22nd 2017 hey that's my birthday again <laughs> maybe there's a thing so coco um everyone's favorite movie coco except i thought it was it was fine yeah i that that's one i honestly haven't heard a lot about um uh i mean i don't know i know uh win on weekly manga recap talks about it a lot okay um that it's it it's some i just i don't know the grandmother smashing the guitar at the start bothers me so much that it ruined the rest of the movie maybe if i watched it again i wouldn't mind as much i don't know like the emotional climax of it works it's you know it's like it's the day of the dead movie where there's like this kid who likes music and his like great grandfather was a like, stage mu- musician but the family resents him because they think he ran out on the family when it turns out actually he was murdered um and so he un- he meets the skeleton in the afterlife and spoilers it's actually that you know great grandfather relative um like neither of them realize for you know a long time that they're actually related they're just traveling through the afterlife because the kid ran away from home and i was trying to get back from this afterlife skeleton world yeah yeah i i i remember seeing like the um like i I remember seeing parts of it from like clips of it from like the underworld part and i remember it looking pretty cool Mm. but i i was never really interested in watching the whole thing yeah no, it's it's one of those movies about family and how families yada yada, etc. I don't know. A lot of people really liked it. It it just didn't impress me as yeah. much. Um, Cars three, June sixteenth, twenty seventeen. Does that one have Mater in it? <laughs> Probably. All I remember is Cars three is the one where Lightning is now getting old, and there's a new generation of cars, and they were all trained how to race on these like vr machines and he's like no you got to learn how to drive on dirt tracks like in the good old days that's how you'd be a good racer and he has to show the young kids how it's done it's one of those movies except it's animated cars so it's like top (laughs) who are getting older it's like top gun 2 yeah but with animated cars yeah cool yeah I haven't uh, actually seen Moana, November twenty third, twenty sixteen. That might be the last one I've seen. <laughs> okay, so twenty sixteen, 
is potentially the last Disney movie you've seen. Um, Finding Dory, June 17th, 2016. No, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, even though I heard it was decent. But they're all decent, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Disney is very good at making sure that their movies are at least fine. Uh, Zootopia, March 4th, 2016. Did I see that one? The one with the rabbit cop yeah. who goes to Animal City and teams up with a fox. Did and uh, see that that's that's inspired a lot of internet. That's porn. a weird one because I don't know if I actually saw it or if I just heard so much about it. Because furry. If you've just seen so much internet porn yeah. of Judy Hopps <laughs> and Nick the Fox, I've never seen such a small rabbit with such huge hips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the Good Dinosaur, November twenty fifth. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that is probably the worst Pixar movie ever, but it does have that one scene where they get high on fruit that they ate off the ground. <laughs> the, the, if you haven't, just look up the drug trip scene from Good Dinosaur. It's pretty great. It, it's a this dinosaur, and he meets a cave boy, and they travel around and stuff. Uh, you know, after the the dinosaur's dad drowns in a river because it's a Pixar movie and there has to be some tragedy. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, while they're traveling around, they find some rotten fruit on the ground and they eat it and they start tripping out and they like imagine their heads inflating and they're like, it's just, it's weird and silly. Um, Inside Out, June 19th, 2015. Oh, yeah, th- that's, that's my favorite. I like, I really like that one. Hmm. That's one of my uh, favorite Pixar movies. Let's see. Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw it. It sounds like a directed movie. Like, I don't know. It's in the movie category, so it's probably not like a direct-to-DVD thing. But um, Okay, Big Hero 6, November 7th, 2014. Planes, Fire and Rescue, July 18th, 2014. It's a plane movie. No. <laughs> it looked uh, it looked Frozen, awful. November 27, 2013. Yeah, I mean, it's you know a spin-off of what a lot of people consider the worst Pixar movie because they haven't seen Good Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Cars movie, uh, Cars 2 is not good. Uh, Cars 1 and 3 are fine. You know, like there, it's not the best storytelling Pixar has done, but as long as you're not someone who gets just really wrapped up in the like, how does this world work? It's like don't don't think about that. It's it's a cartoon world with cartoon cars, and they they talk. It's not trying to simulate any version of yeah. reality. Doesn't mean it's not dumb though. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we got Frozen, Planes. Monsters University, Wreck It Ralph, Frankenweenie, which I've, I've seen. Wreck It Ralph. Uh, I've seen Frankenweenie mm. too, actually. I don't remember anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Frankenweenie, if it wasn't a Burton movie, it's like a Burton style yeah. movie. Uh, Brave, June 22nd, 2012. Winnie the Pooh, uh, Cars 2. Oh, yeah, Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> The movie that bombed so bad that they didn't put Mars in the title of other things afterward because they were worried that people didn't like the word Mars. 
<laughs> Tangled, November twenty fourth. I've 2010. seen Tangled. Yeah, this just this it must just be you know that the Thanksgiving week of November they always put there you know some big animated movie yeah. that week. Um, Toy Story three, Princess and the Frog, uh, Christmas Carol. I assume that's the Jim Carrey version. I I've seen um, Toy Story three and Princess and the Frog. So, mm. um, uh, uh, Ponyo is included in the Disney ones, even though it's, I mean, I guess it was released yeah. by Disney. They didn't make it, but is that not older than, wow. I thought it was older than that. Yeah. Ponyo, August 14th, 2009. Huh. I, I definitely would have guessed it was older than that. Hmm. Yeah, I know Miyazaki movies always feel like they're, um, you know, just like yeah, they're classics. timeless. But I mean, also like uh, all the all the most fondly remembered um, Ghibli movies came out in like the '90s and early 2000s, so that might be why. Yeah. Uh, let's see: Up, Bolt, Wally. Ratatouille, Meet the Robinsons, Cars, The Wild. Like, we're getting into mid-2000s now. Yeah. Chicken Little, Valiant, Howl's Moving Castle, Pooh's Heffalump Movie, The Incredibles, Home on the Range, Brother Bear, Finding Nemo, um, Jungle Book 2. Okay, now we found the <laughs> shitty directed DVD <laughs> stuff. So I guess, yeah, that must be why all the Tinkerbell things are in here, because they are including the direct to video uh, yeah uh, treasure planet lilo and stitch Atlantis, the lost empire Monsters yeah you're, you're getting back to yeah. like elementary school um library territory <laughs> yeah emperor's new groove december 15th 2000 dinosaur may 19th 2000 i never saw it but i remember seeing like mcdonald's toys and stuff for it it looks so cool but it yeah. i'm pretty sure it was very bad yeah, it was just like an all CG dinosaur movie, and you know, it, it's not exactly off the back of Jurassic Park because it's you know from two thousand. That's you know a few years after, but I guess uh, they did very much market it. Yeah, they they marketed it as like a like almost like a documentary, but it ended up having like talking dinosaurs on an adventure type story. Yeah very weird yeah and if i remember right it was it was supposed it was supposed to be more that documentary style but then they watched it and said oh why why aren't they talking and then they you know redid it and had them talking and stuff yeah it turned art into crap real quick yeah treasure planet's cool though hmm yeah i think that's the one that, that like a lot of people uh, either missed or didn't know about and are now rediscovering thanks to Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean it like it, it does have a, a weird aesthetic that it's, you know, sea boats in space, but um once you you know get past that it, it, it just, it's, it's Treasure it's, Island. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's Treasure Island with some sci fi elements. Yeah. Is that the one that had like the, the cool like um solar sailing thing yeah yeah 
Yeah, he's got like a solar yeah. surfboard. Um, which is very which is very yeah, late and, 90s <laughs> and like any good adaptation of treasure island they really get into like the emotional stuff of him and long yeah. john silver he's they're like sort of father-son relationship no tim curry though yeah god muppers muppets muppets treasure island is just like the best um, mm. God, I want to watch that now. And that one's also yeah, on Disney Plus. I'm, I'm gonna watch that after we're done. Muppers mm. <laughs> Treasure Planet. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so they did that one in Christmas Carol. I can't. Were those the only ones they did of like classic literature um, Muppet movies? I feel like no, but maybe. Because I think after that it was like they did Muppets in Space, and and then was the Muppets revival? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think Muppets in Space was the last movie they did until like ten years later when they did the Muppets and Muppets yeah. Most Wanted. Because they've just really struggled with trying to figure out how to do Muppets again. Yeah, I I remember there was a time like in the what late two thousands where, like the Muppets had a YouTube channel and they would just like try to go viral. Yeah, yeah, they've done stuff. I think they did that at least once or twice recently. You know, tried to do like a new hip trendy version of Muppets as like a reality show or something, and it just doesn't work. Um. God, Disney owns way too much shit. Uh, mm. How many Star Wars movies have I seen? All of them except Solo. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the Clone Wars animated movie, that's <laughs> the one a lot of people probably haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, with good reason. Yeah. Even though it was released theatrically, and I did see it theatrically. Oh, poor you. Yeah, I mean, it, I it wasn't terrible. It was just boring. Well, yeah, it's three episodes of an okay TV show stapled together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the show was okay at best um, before it got good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it, it had some of the story arcs were good. Some of them, I'd say the animation quality definitely picked up by season four. Yeah, they went from blocks of but, wood to like things that maybe look alive yeah but the story quality was always up and even up to season five you'd have like oh this is a cool story arc with darth maul and taking over mandalore and stuff and then we're gonna do a four-part story arc about a little frog guy learning to respect (laughs) robots (laughs) yeah like even even in the first season like there's that whole thing with uh what what the the malevolence I think it is, um, mm. where there's like a three part, it's like a three part storyline with this like um, giant separatist ship with like a, yeah. a fleet a fleet killing weapon on it, and then yeah, there's also now, that se- season one Jar Jar episode. <laughs> yeah, season one was more. Like episodic in, ha- you know, like they had a couple multi-parters, but 
they'd also have more like one off or two off. Yeah. And then by season two, they'd gotten into <clears throat> this idea of, you know, we're going to do four part story arcs with the idea that like each of these, if you push all four 20 minute episodes together, you get like an 80 minute movie. Um, so it's like movie length stories uh but told as four episode arcs yeah it's like a and so you, like a discount version of justice league season one yeah yeah no they they got into that with season two and pretty much continued that i guess until like definitely until the end of season five season six i don't because that one went straight to netflix i think i don't remember how broken up that was i know there were at least a couple four-episode, four-parter things. And then season seven, I think, was like just two big story arcs. They did the, you know, backdoor pilot to the Bad Batch, and then they did the ending movie of Ahsoka dealing with Maul, and, and then, you know, Order 66 happening. Yeah. I still haven't watched the last season. Um mm. I don't know if, unless you're interested in watching The Bad Batch, I don't know if those episodes are worth watching, aside from, you know, finding out how Anakin and Ahsoka, like, because Ahsoka leaves at the end of season five, and then, you know, finding out how she comes back into the story, I think, was part of those episodes, but otherwise, <clears throat> like, the, the, whatever it was, four-part ending movie thing was pretty good season seven yeah i it's it's weird because i I remember the show getting better as it goes on but also um i lost interest (laughs) uh maybe Mm. just because i i don't know um there wasn't actually a lot of anything else star wars at the time it was all video games and books and comics, and if you don't keep up with those, then the yeah, there wasn't much else. Yeah, aside from Robot Chicken specials, which is the best, and Family Guy specials. It's the only good version of Star Wars. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, not really, but um, that's the joke, right? Yeah. That nobody actually likes Star Wars; they just like their own idea of Star Wars. Yeah, it's an old franchise that's reinvented itself a few times. Not to the point of full reboots, aside from Disney's, you know, side cannon wipe. Um, that wasn't even, you know, full continuity reset. Um, but it's still, there's, there's a lot of eras of Star Wars and a lot of, you know some aspects get highlighted more than other like some stories are very heavy on jedi and the force and mysticism and some of them are more the smugglers and bounty hunters and scoundrels kind of things so yeah it's pretty splintered uh, yeah in terms of uh, what people like and why they think other people are wrong for liking the wrong things <laughs> This is, Unless they liked Rise of Skywalker, in case, in which case they are definitely wrong, because it was bad. Yeah, like it, it, I'm not gonna say you're wrong for liking Rise of Skywalker, but you're wrong if you think it's good. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's fair. 
Yeah, I, th- I think I have watched Rise of Skywalker more times than Last Jedi. <laughs> because even though it's bad, it doesn't make me angry. <laughs> that that's uh, that's a that's a weird one from my standpoint, but I you know whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'll, like I'll agree that Last Jedi is a better movie than Rise of Skywalker, but I start watching it and then I just get irritated. That's fair. I I just I'm I'm done with Star Wars. I think like um, I started watching Clone Wars, you know, a few months ago. But then, mm. then I stopped like mid season two. Um, yeah, I think I'm done. I mean, I I'd, I'd consider watching Mandalorian again. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Maybe when season three comes out, Th- there's so much media now. It's like I don't even I don't have to rewatch things to like fill time. Or if I if I'm just watching something to fill time, it'll be like Game Grumps or something. Yeah. Um, did you watch them play Power Wash Simulator? <laughs> uh, some of it. Uh, I know they started off excited and then, you know, yeah. as they're trying to get 100%, started losing their minds. Well, they got, they got really, they got really into maybe kissing your dad. Um, yeah. But a- after that, they kind of fell off. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got that nut and then just left. Um. Hey Jade, did did I do anything uh, in the past two weeks? Pokemans. Uh, Yeah, I finished uh, Pokemon White, and I don't know what to say. It's really good. It's. The best main series Pokemon game I've played. So there you go. Mm. Now I'm on Pokemon White 2, which... It, it sure is the same thing, except with more Pokemon available so far. Hmm. Well, no. I, actually, th- there is one feature that's really cool, but that I won't use because uh, I have Bulbapedia. Um, and they they added a habitat uh, thing to the Pokedex, so you can oh yeah, so you can actually see like what Pokemon is in what area. Um, and I don't think that's a feature that they brought back in a good way since then, which is a shame. I seem to remember Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire having a thing where you could, on the bottom screen, have a map that would like show you which Pokemon you've identified as being in the route that you're currently in? Yeah, like ev- everyone you've encountered on that route, I think. Yeah. It would show like, little icons to say like that they are there, and maybe it would have like silhouettes of ones that you haven't found yet. Yeah. Like, they've... <laughs> they... <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, um, my my sister asked me to play a game of Monopoly on my phone um, with her, mm. and I I try to do the, I, I I'm completely changing the subject by the way, but um, I I I try to keep in contact with my sisters because um, you know life gets in the way a lot. Um, mm. 
So I I just I I just rolled on chance and I went all the way around the board, um, and I I passed her hotels like twice in the same turn, and now she's really mad at me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I meant by like it was never implemented in the same way again, which which is to say that. Pokemon just keeps recreating the good ideas that they already had mm. and in such a way where they're usually not as good. <laughs> yeah, now, I don't know if you saw the trailer for Scarlet Violet, but the latest version of, hey, here's a fancy version of the Pokemon, is that you can get like these crystallized versions of Pokemon. And I think they said, like, it'll be, like, a random... It's like a new version of Shiny, I guess. Instead of having a palette swap, it's like you can get Pokemon that have this crystal pattern, and it might be different from the other ones that you found, so you gotta try to find the best one. So there's, like, gotcha mechanics uh, Pokemon. Even no. more so now, I guess. Or something, I don't know. Like, Shiny's already, like, 1 in 8,000 or whatever. Like, do you really need a go worse than yeah. that. Apparently, because people have entire shiny dexes now, so they gotta give those people something even more rare to find. I, I, I don't even know how you get a shiny dex in the first place. I can barely find shinies outside of, you know, Legends Arceus. You know what I can never get enough of is uh, gotcha mechanics in games. Mm. They're, they're just consistently the best. You know yeah. they they always make the game better. Um, They've and, got the players in mind. Yeah, we're doing what's best for the players. Yep. I don't, like, what does Pokemon even get out of like making people waste the, all their time on the one game? <laughs> I mean, you can ask that about any JRPG. <laughs> Fair enough. So why do I have to spend? 10 hours grinding levels fighting these random mobs before uh, I can go progress with the story. You know what? I've played RuneScape and it's not as bad as you might think. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't played RuneScape in like 10 years. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah like- I never finished the story on Xenoblade Chronicles X because in order to progress through the story, you need like an item or something that comes from... I couldn't even, like, I have a guidebook and I still couldn't figure out what I had to do to complete the side, like, there's like a specific side mission you have to beat in order to get to the next story mission. But to get to that side mission, you have to do another side, like, another one or two side missions that then unlock that side mission. And I just, I couldn't follow the chain of which things I had to do to just get with the main story. And then I just end up running around the field for a few hours, collecting these like little gem items off the ground, and then realize I wasted a lot of time, and that I could have done something else. Yeah, I. This is why I, I generally don't like JRPGs at all. Hmm. Um, like, and the only ones I do like tend to be really short. Or relatively short, like Chrono Trigger or Super Mario RPG. Mm. 
Yeah, ones that don't have as many like sprawling side quests. Yeah, they're just fairly straightforward. Well, Chrono Trigger has like like obtuse moments, but it's re- they're relatively straightforward. Yeah. Also, there's a robot, and I, if I remember mm. right, at one point you you leave a robot to like you you leave a robot like back in time like a few hundred years or maybe like 40 years i don't remember um and it mm. it like works a farm and that so you can earn something <laughs> which is very rude to the robot but which has feelings mm. it doesn't like farming i don't know maybe it does maybe it played farming simulator yeah maybe it liked being away from you for 40 years <laughs> <laughs> the robot secretly hates you. <laughs> I mean, I did finish Final Fantasy VII, but only because the Xbox version lets you cheat, and you can just make it so you don't die in combat, and the combat is all like ten times as fast and automated. So you basically don't have to deal with combat. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the reason I, I blew off of uh, um, Final Fantasy fifteen because the combat was so boring. Um, well, yeah, I mean, fifteen. I, I finished 15, but it's because it's an action game. It's not an RPG. Yeah. Like, I didn't even pay attention to, like, spells or special attacks or anything. You just yeah. run and dodge and hit things. Yeah, and if if you just buy like regular potions, you're basically immortal because you can, you yeah. can save yourself with a potion, um, like until you run out. Yeah, and I don't remember what I did, but you, there's I guess the thing at the end where the party splits up, and there's the hard mode where you're playing as the main guy alone, and there's the easy mode where you're playing as the other three, and I did the easy mode and just played the other thing. <laughs> I don't remember if I had to pick something in settings to make that happen or not. Yeah, I I think I only played like less than 10 hours of it and then I, I stopped because I, I just it, like, oh, oh, it looks pretty, but that's about it. Mm. Also, I like the music that they have in the car. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it more when it was just the parts where it's like, okay, we got to drive somewhere, let's get in the car, and set the destination, and then we'll just watch. Yeah, while um, music from Near Automata plays in the background. Yeah. What were we talking about, Pokemon? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Pokemon, which then spun off into other... About time wasting JRPGs and things. Um, yeah, because I, 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 I the other thing I had. I was gonna say it's weird that they didn't actually make a Pokemon Gotcha, but Pokemon Masters exists. <laughs> yeah, is that the only one? I mean, I feel like you know, there's there's been a lot of Pokemon mobile games. I don't know how yeah. many of them are Gotchas. Um, I know Unite is like a MOBA, but I don't I don't know if it has. Like loot box mechanics, it probably does. Mm. 
Um, there's that Magikarp game. Um, mm. Does Pokemon Go have like random mechanics? I I haven't played it. I I haven't played it since like two weeks after it came out. So mm. yeah, it's hard to walk in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> So does it know that? Does it, I mean, you'd think in the middle of nowhere, that's where all the Pokemon are going to hide because they live in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, but you try, like, try walking on a on a state highway. Uh, uh, <laughs> see how far you get. Um. Yeah. Um. What what other Pokemon mobile games do they have? Because that's all I can remember. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, Masters is the only one I've played, and I mean, anytime I think about spending money on gems on that, I just remember how bad the pull rates have been on my unpaid gems, and like, okay, I'm it would just be flushing money down the toilet if I were to even try to spend money on this because. It you know you just you're not gonna get anything worthwhile out of no. like once you've I, unlocked all the three stars and the four stars, you, your odds of getting any specific five star are too too slim to even bother spending money on it. Yeah, that's the thing about gotcha is that even even if you pay and you get what you want, you still lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that's that's the entire but trick there's, there's got to be enough someone's out there who are still paying that the movie oh, or that the, that the game is you know able to keep running which is nice because i do worry that if you know the game ever loses enough support that they just shut it down yeah well i mean there there are there are fans of games like that that will like put up a private server of it after but i think that requires somebody to like actually get the original game files which um involves very illegal processes i think (laughs) so but i mean it's pokemon it's the biggest franchise on the planet so there's probably going to be enough people willing to fork over stupid amounts of money to this thing they so they have to be making the in, they have to be making like millions upon millions of dollars like a month on that kind of game. Yeah. Um like considering it's like the most global property. <laughs> yeah. Like like J- Japan, China, Europe, um North America, South America. Um there there's they're they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get that Pokemon money out of everyone with a smartphone. I I, I guarantee it. Hmm. Because like that that's the, like they they don't they don't make money off of you know guy who who pays twenty dollars on it and then never touches it again. They make money off the people who spend like two hundred dollars a month on it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they're they they're not gonna they're not gonna stop that train. Like I don't I don't even know if they 
if they post uh, like uh, profits from stuff like that, just because it's usually so obscene. Um, mm. Yeah, it might be posted somewhere. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? Something that's not like um, depressing anti-consumer uh, monetization mm. mechanics. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just Pokemon stuff. Because the only other thing I have in my notes is like two weeks ago, right after we recorded, I watched the first season two and then season one of Star Trek Lower Decks. Well, that's a weird. And- <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I I went to like at first I could only find like I went to Walmart and they only had the season two and then I went to another store and I found the season one. So I got season two first and I watched it and I was surprised because I'd seen episode one of season one and I thought it wasn't that good. It just felt like you know every other adult comedy cartoon. and then I watched season two, and it's actually, it's, you know, having seen season two, and then season one. Season one is just, like, Star Trek Family Guy, pretty much. I mean, it's, you know, your typical run-of-the-mill kind of crass cartoon for adults. Um, but season two, by that point, like, it feels like Star Trek, but with a sense of humor. So it it works like they they found their footing and it works a lot better by season two. Um, so I don't remember because it was two weeks ago. I don't remember a lot of specifics about it. Yeah. Just that I liked season two a lot better, and I've been thinking about watching it again. But since I just watched it, I feel like you know one of those things where if I watch it again, it might just feel like oh yeah, I saw this not that long ago. There's there's been times I've watched I've I've watched things like essentially back to back like within a week of each other, yeah. and I haven't regretted it. Yeah, I mean I did that with Harley Quinn because I'd seen the three episodes, but I think you know like partly you know I'm I'm never paying full attention to things. There's probably stuff I missed, so it might be worth watching yeah. again. And I mean, if you like it so much that you want to rewatch it, then it's probably worth your time to rewatch it. Mm. Um, God, did it do anything else over the past two weeks aside from sweat? Um, oh, um, I went to the eye doctor, and I have to get eye surgery sometime soon. So that's uh, <laughs> that's nice. Mm. I'm half blind in my left eye now. Uh, no. mm. I have a cataract in my left eye, which okay. Basic. Um, um, have you ever have you ever looked at like an old car and the headlight covers are like yellow? Yeah. That's like what a cataract is, <laughs> except in your eye. Um, okay. So it's like so, the whole lens of it. Yeah. So, I gotta get that done, but apparently, um, if they do it right, then my left eye will have... uh, So, if they do it right, my left eye should have near-perfect vision. Um, Mm. Because, like, they're they're basically taking out all the parts that are shitty and remaking it so it's not shitty anymore. 
so, so that's nice. Bionic eye. That yeah. You can use to open doors to secret passages and <laughs> shoot laser beams and stuff. Oh, have you played Inscription? Because. <laughs> Uh, no, I was thinking of Nick Fury's <laughs> eye and uh, Superman's eyes. Yeah. Um, oh, we could talk. I have. I I did play Inscription recently, actually. Okay. Um, so I could talk about that. Um, yeah, I I heard them mention it on Besties as a game that they liked, and I want to say it has something to do with like deck building. Oh yeah, that's the main thing. Um, and that's all I know about it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten super far. I've gotten to the second part of the game, um, which if, I, it, I'll explain it uh, as we go. But um, so you start the game, you're basically dropped into this like raggedy cabin with someone who is definitely a serial killer, uh, <laughs> um, and. He basically just wants you to sit down and play his weird trading card game with him. Um, but also, if you want, you can get up and explore the cabin and interact with uh, all his little statues and knickknacks and stuff. Um, so you start playing his game, and uh, the it's basically just the... Uh, a random deck building uh it, it's well, like you 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 start with the basic deck and as you uh like win matches against uh the opponent you get to pick which cards to add to your deck um so it's kind of random uh pretty luck based when it comes to the deck building but uh as you keep going, like your uh, uh, the possibilities become better. Like at, at the start, pretty much all you can do is just play your basic cards. But as you go, the mechanics get deeper and deeper. Uh, so, what kind of card is this? Like a you know, standard deck of fifty-two kind of card. Is it more like a no, it, it's, magic type of card, or like um, it, it's like a Magic: The Gathering style uh, trading card game? Yeah, um, so it has, it has like creatures and fighting each yeah. other kind of mechanics. Or? Yeah, it's like creatures and um, resources and sacrificing and stuff like that. So it like it's okay. it's not exactly like any of the big popular. Um, trading card games, but it kind of takes bits and pieces from all of them. Okay. Um, so the the way it works is uh, you you basically have two different types of cards. There's squirrels, which are cards you can play for free, um, and they're basically only useful so you can sacrifice them to summon bigger beasts. Um, so like you on on your first turn you'll draw like one or two squirrels and like two cards from your uh actual deck um then you can you know play a squirrels sacrifice that squirrel to summon a stoat and for some reason the stoat talks to you um it's one of only a handful of cards that will talk to you um uh, most of them 
you know, like they're they're just regular cards. Okay, so it's not all like a Hearthstone thing where they're making quips. When you... No, there, there's just a few. Like the the stoat will talk to you. He's kind of he's kind of uh, got a superiority complex. Um, there's the stink bug. She is more like just rooting for you to win. And uh, eventually, there's another one. Uh, that's it's like a wolf, um, and I I didn't get a read on his personality because by the time I got him, I had already won. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, so you you can you know walk walk around the cabin and solve puzzles, and uh, you can get cards from those puzzles to put in your deck um and he he the your opponent basically sets this up like a D&D campaign almost where you're like walking through the forest and uh coming upon um encounters for you to face and overcome mm. um so you might have a choice between, you know, going left and facing an enemy or going right and coming across a campfire where you can, you know, pick a new card or something like that. Hmm. Um, and by the way, everything is creepy and dark <laughs> in case that wasn't obvious already by you playing a mysterious serial killer. Um, so yeah, as you go, it gets harder. There's bosses with unique mechanics. Um, by the way, the the game is blatantly unfair. Um, like uh, especially when you get to the bosses, like they'll just do things that you may or may not have a way to counter. Mm. Um, and the thing is, if you if you lose your character dies um and the the mysterious man throws you in a room takes your picture and like that that's it for the character you're playing um and then you start over so it's like a roguelike um as yeah. well right. it's like you start over with the basic deck but the more you die the more mechanics um unlock so like it the the first playthrough would be like almost impossible to actually win mm. um i guess unless you're really good and really lucky um but you know the second playthrough you'll you'll unlock like two or three new mechanics that let you get past maybe the first and second bosses and then you know, the after the second time you die, you'll unlock uh, the ability to make totems, which can make your deck just ridiculously overpowered. Because mm. that that that's the thing is like the the first th the first few times you go through the game, like the game is really unfair in your opponent's favor. But um, if you're lucky and you build your deck right, like the third or fourth or fifth time. Like, you will have the extremely overpowered deck that your opponent can't possibly do anything against. 
Um, so the game just really wants to break you down on the first few yeah runs before letting you succeed yeah because like it 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 puts you in this you know very dark um desperate situation it's like oh this game is just beating the crap out of me but then as you play it you know it it, well i mean those characters are dead so yeah whatever oh like they're they're legitimately dead yeah um, i mean the person you're playing is on this run is you know better off Exactly. I don't know that everyone else is dead. And uh, the one of the one of the interesting things is uh, when when that character dies, he takes he takes their picture, and um, well, they at first before he takes your picture, he asks you to create a card with your likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the player, you you know you pick you can pick like the the lowest cost possible and the highest stats possible and the best effects possible and then he takes he takes your picture and uh the your next playthrough you have a chance to encounter this overpowered card with the name of the character who died the last round no so So it captures your soul in a card like yes which um which has a lot of implications on what else is going on with the cards because um, the whole mechanic is you you can sacrifice smaller creatures to play bigger ones, but the it's not just um, you know it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh where it's kind of abstract where like oh I sacrifice this monster to play this monster no, no it's, it's like the uh, ancient Egyptian Yu-Gi-Oh where they had actual monster souls trapped inside their giant stone cards yeah it's like the 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 resource isn't actually the sacrifices it's blood like it's like oh this wolf uh costs two blood to summon which Mm. means i have to kill two creatures to summon it yeah so it's like all the parents panicking about uh like weird cult (laughs) shit in D and card games what if they were right Right. <laughs> and there really were murdering people in order to play their card game. Yeah. Yeah, so like the 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 main two resources to summon cards is blood and bones. So uh so yeah. So um, if you really need to, you know, get a card out, you can just slit your wrists right there and bleed all over the table and win the game <laughs> okay okay here's the thing you're on the right track because um your body is a resource yes um there there are certain items that you can use at any point during your um card journey um one of them is a pair of pliers that you can use to pull out a tooth and uh put it on the scale um there's a bone the, yeah you you put it on the damage scale um, on your opponent's side, um, so it's equivalent to doing one damage to them. So you just um, have to knock out enough teeth to, uh, yeah, damage them. Yeah, because I, I don't know if I said it, but the only way to win is to do direct damage to your opponent, mm. um, which is having a creature do damage to their side of the board without a without a creature to block it. Okay. Um. So it's and, the Yu-Gi-Oh rules that way that you're attacking creatures yeah. until you can attack directly. Right. And the way that's measured is with teeth. 
So, like, when you... If you have a creature that deals two damage to your opponent, um, they put two teeth on their their side of the scale. And uh, the player wins whenever one side of the scale has five more teeth than the other. Um, and, but there's also an item that is a knife. Um, and you can use the knife to gouge out your own eye um, and put it on the scale, and it's worth two teeth. Um, mm. and yeah, if you... you can only do that twice, though. <laughs> I, th- I think they only. I think you can only do it once because once you. Uh... Oh, you wouldn't be able to see the table anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe they let you do it twice though. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you can get it twice. Yeah, you get to um... the final boss and you rip out a tooth and then gouge out one eye and then gouge out the other eye and now you've done five. <laughs> I've won, but at what cost? <laughs> Your eyesight and a tooth. Like, it's pretty blatant. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the thing is with gouging out your own eye is that um, after you win that match, if, if you win... Um, oh, but by the way, once you gouge out your eye, like, half your vision is, like, just legitimately gone. Mm. Um, well, I like, mean, realistically, that just means you lose depth perception yeah but yeah like when, when i say gone i mean like ha- like more than half of the screen is very blurry mm. um and half the the other half is just like kind of uh vibrating i guess I, I don't know how to shaky maybe mm. yeah. but they took two damage so <laughs> yeah um, if you got them up to three already, then just hit them yeah. for the other two. But if 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 you if you win that match where you gouge out your eye, you get a replacement eye, and um, one of the replacement eyes is a magic eye that lets you see um, hidden text throughout the shack. Mm. Uh, so after that, you you can solve puzzles and do all that good stuff and that lets you that lets you get the real ending because here's the the secret is that you can you can beat all three well all four bosses um and your character will still die um but if you get the magic eye and find the camera film then you can steal his camera take his picture and you basically steal his soul and kill him, and you move on to the next part of the game. Mm. And then it becomes a first-person shooter, except you're shooting with a camera, and you just shoot everyone with a camera. I wish. It, it's just, it turns into like a JRP. Like, it's like a completely different section of the game. Mm. Yeah, and we're yeah. almost, I mean, not quite at two hours, but it's getting there. So yeah. this will probably be the last topic. Yeah, so all I want to say about an inscription is that it is it's very interesting. It's like the the actual card game is pretty fun um, at first because it's it's you know fun to weasel your way out of uh, losing against like an unfair opponent, and then it's fun to just break the break the mechanics and create like a super overpowered deck that mm. will always win no matter what. Um, but then when it gets to the second part and you actually build your deck in a more conventional way, uh, 
it's less fun for me personally, but I, I also haven't played that much of it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. Hmm. But like the the you know lore of the game opens up, and uh, I won't spoil any of that. If you if anybody wants to play it, they should play it. It's pretty fun if you like mm. like digital card games. Yeah, I mean it sounds neat, but the whole roguelike you know beating you down, making you feel like a failure thing, I'd probably end up dropping off of it after the first couple rounds of it. Yeah, well the. the they go pretty quick though, so I don't know if uh Yeah, I mean you know, I'm not I'm not gonna try to convince you to play it. If you if you wanna play it, you can play it. But uh mm. like it I never I never felt bad playing it personally. Um mm. I don't know, I it it kind of feels like you know a, a fight you're not supposed to win in like an, an RPG. Yeah. Um, which you know those don't. But then always you feel do die at either. the end of it, except I guess you, the player, don't. It's just yeah the character you were playing did. Yeah, but so you you get stronger get by dying. Attached to any of the players that you create. Yeah. You you get stronger by dying though, so it's 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 um it's better than mm. not dying i guess i wonder in speed runs do they like just always die on the first uh turn or mm. yeah, they just design a character who's just gonna hold up a middle finger to the camera before they die <laughs> that i i have to see a speed run of inscription because that's got to be some wild shit mm. Um, yeah, anyway. I'd probably just clip through the wall and find the camera immediately. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if there's a set, if there's a set code to get the camera film, um, or if it's random every time. I'm curious mm. because I, I guess if it's set every time, then you could just start a completely new game and then just get the camera film and win on the first go round. Yeah, and just go right to the next part of the game. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it reminds me. I did play a new game. Uh, it's this game called Moving Out, which is just like a kind of silly physics simulator-ish thing. It's like you're you're playing. Uh, it's a, a crew. Although since I'm playing single player, it's just one person. It seems like it'd be better with multiplayer. Uh, oh, I I think I know what you're talking. I think I've yeah, seen you, like you a, a group create a of, character. Uh... There's a YouTubers lot of really quirky designs you can go with, but I ended up making one that just looks like Jade. And you go and you have to move, you go into like a house and you have to carry out certain pieces of furniture within a time limit to the moving truck. But since it's got the quirky physics stuff, it's like you, you are encouraged to like jump through plate glass windows and break them open and grab a box and jump back out and throw it. And as long as you throw it into the truck, it's not going to get damaged. Some of them are fragile. So if you don't, if you throw it and it doesn't land in the truck, it'll smash on the ground. Um, or more often they'll be put in a situation where it's like it's stuck up in a tree. And when you go to knock it out of the tree, you have to be ready to catch it or else it's going to smash on the ground. Um, but yeah, you have a time limit, you have certain items that you have to grab from the house, there's bonus objectives that are revealed after you've done it once, 
that will either be like smash all the windows or smash no windows or get this thing that we didn't actually include on the list but you get bonus points if you get it hmm. um and yeah it's just it's a lot of quirky stuff as it goes on they add some more mechanics like part of the town is haunted so like every house you go to there has a ghost in it and if the ghost sees you carrying something it'll try to grab you but you can slap the ghost to make him stop briefly um there's an entire level that's just frogger like they just remade the map from frogger except you're like trying to drag a couch across a highway and then across some alligators on logs to get to nice. the truck I, I love stuff like that where they they create other games and their own mechanics yeah yeah, and it was on like uh, 75 it was like 6 bucks on Switch. It was on a deep discount sale. And I'd seen a trailer some I think I don't know. I I think I was like looking up games that were similar to Donut County or something and it came up and then I saw it was cheap, so I figured I'd try it. That's cool. I think it's from the makers of Over If it's not from the makers of Overcooked, it's at least similar. Yeah, it's very similar art styles because I, I, I haven't played it, but I think I have watched some YouTube videos of people playing it and losing their minds with other people. Yeah, it looks um, like it'd be more fun with multiple people, especially because you know, in trying to get in the time limit. Like, I can usually get a silver or bronze, but I don't think I can get a gold as a solo player because you really need two people to pick up a couch and move it. And I think yeah. with two people, you can throw a couch. With one person, any kind of heavy, like a couch or a bed, you have to, you know, like, if it gets like a door, you have to try to wiggle it around and get it to maneuver through the door. And as one person, you can do that, but it's difficult, and you you can't pick up and throw anything heavy. Yeah, it's made for, uh, like, team play, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely have two people, but maybe like four people. I'm not sure how many people. You, I think probably four. Because on the character select screen, it, I think there's spots to have up to four people on there. Yeah, it certainly looks interesting. Um, I, I didn't even know it was for Switch, though. Yeah, well, I think it's a, one of the Steam games that got ported to yeah. Switch. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. It's got, like, a very, you know, like, almost cutesy art style. Yeah, if, and, I mean, yeah, the, the Switch controls are kind of weird. It's like you grab with the L or R buttons or the ZLZR, yeah. and it, you grab with the finger buttons, and then y lets you slap ghosts slash slap things or i don't remember there's some other function that y has it's like you tap it to slap and you hold it down and it like it's not grab because grab is z i don't remember um there's not a lot of buttons but it is kind of weird how they map them yeah i mean uh Switch controls are always kind of weird in general because the buttons are placed uh, like it, d depending on how you're holding it, um, they could either be placed like like a regular controller or completely different. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cause like I I know I I tried playing Rocket League on Switch and it's just like completely different 
than with a well it's like a, a, a similar layout but it feels completely different than playing it with like a playstation controller yeah i mean i think playstation does both of the do they still do both of the thumbsticks as interior instead uh, of yeah y- yeah because i mean i'm used to xbox and switch at least is similar to xbox in having the left thumbstick is up and the right thumbstick is down um and xbox does that the same way they have like the left thumbstick is up and then there's the d-pad below that and then you've got the face buttons are up and the right stick is down yeah the Um, playstation controller is basically symmetrical aside from there's uh face buttons on one side and a d-pad on the other yeah yeah playstation does both of the thumbsticks are on the inside yeah and then wii u decided to be weird and put both of the thumbsticks on the outside and it made moving the camera a pain in the ass because the right stick which is usually used for camera stuff really needs to be interior otherwise it it just it i don't know it feels like it's hard to adjust camera while also hitting buttons when you have to reach up to hit the camera yeah Um, it's like nintendo um kind of hit gold with the gamecube controller and then they just kept going backwards from there (laughs) yeah yeah, the GameCube had the same style as like an Xbox, where the left stick is up, D-pad yeah. is down, the right thumbstick is down, except they made it a little nub, which works because it's only used for cameras and stuff anyway. And then yeah. they did the face buttons, but made them different sizes so that you could tell which one's the important one. Yeah. And then, the like me with my big-ass hands, playing... Switch always feels a little weird unless it's with both controllers. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I I never play with the tiny thing. It, it's always either both of the Joy-Cons attached to the thing or it's plugged in on the dock because the battery's low and then I have a controller that's basically an Xbox controller but for S- Switch. Yeah. No, I can't imagine playing with a single Joy-Con. Yeah. Unless it's like a motion game where you're just holding it and waving it around, and it's you don't have to actually hit the buttons on it. Yeah, uh, I I I completely forgot. Last weekend, I actually played uh, the new uh, Ninja Turtles game with my sister. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still waiting for my physical copy of that to ship out because yeah, I ordered the physical one and figured, well, it won't be too much time before it comes out, and still hasn't. <laughs> that that's. I think That's the retro weird, collection's going to come out before the physical Shredder's Revenge comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll play them all in order. Then we'll play Turtles in Time before, so you could see um, where Shredder's Revenge gets a lot of its ideas from. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll play. Uh, well, I think the NES Turtles game is only single player, and also bad, but I think it's only <laughs> single player. Yeah. Um, I I think I think the collection will mostly be like arcade games, right? Yeah, like, I think. The, I mean, it's supposed to have all the NES and SNES ones, which were, you know, some of them were like ports of arcade games. Yeah, because I, I think um, even Turtles in Time was an arcade game. Then they ported it to SNES, and that version was actually better than the arcade. Mm. Um. I don't know if that's controversial or not, but it is. Uh, it's better than the arcade version. Uh, mm. 
Um, what was I trying to say? Um, something about Shredder's Revenge. Oh yeah, it's really good. Uh, I want to play it with you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, l- l- let me know when you get it. We'll play it. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, about the controller. Um, but I, I went to play with my sister, and I realized that my pro controller was dead. So I had to play it with a single Joy-Con, and uh, like, for reference, my thumb is bigger than an entire (laughs) Joy-Con, so that was pretty awkward. Mm. Um, Yeah, even even with that, uh, the game was really good. It was very awkward to to heal somebody who was down. Because pizza, 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 pizza. Yeah, uh, because it's it's the left shoulder button, but on the Joy Cons, it's just oh, like, those, yeah, those the, little the press-in nubs. Yeah, thing, yeah. It, it's it's very awkward, but yeah, the game is the game is really good. Um, I haven't I haven't seen an episode of uh, the original Turtle Show. And like probably over twenty years, so mm. I don't know any of the actual references, but um, the actual game is just really it's a really good beat 'em up. Um, probably better than Turtles in Time overall, but well, yeah, I mean they've got I a couple know. decades of uh, yeah, you know, side scrolling beat 'em ups to draw from. Yeah, and I mean they could actually have the voices. Um, yeah. Instead of having the the weird synthesized like uh, neon night riders. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. Let me know when you when you finally get it in, and we'll mm. we'll play. Yeah. You, yeah, you can I beat mean, Donatello. I, seen I don't care. About ship date on it yet. Um. Yeah. Well, we probably will end up playing. <laughs> <laughs> the other games before then. Yeah. Yeah, that one ships out at the end of the month. Yeah. It's the only decent thing Konami's done in the past, like, five years. Hmm. Because, like, they, they put out... I, I know they put out, um... Like, remasters of the Castlevania games, but they took out all the... All the weird dialogue. Or all, all the weird voices. Mm. So I mean, what what's the point if you, what's the point in playing Symphony of the Night if you if you don't hear um, like but enough talk have at you, mm. like mm. like I mean come on, yeah, and they keep talking about like maybe doing another Metal Gear, but if it doesn't have Kojima, I can't imagine it being any good. No, I mean Metal Gear Survive exists. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well, I think I'm done for the day. <laughs> yep. Nope, we'll call that an episode. Yep. Hey, Jade. Mm. You want to hear something funny? Uh, okay. Nipples. Yeah? Here's a funny word. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a joke to go mm. along with. <laughs> nope, that'll just have to do. Come back in two weeks. Uh. Maybe there'll be riddles. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck we'll off. Come back I'll in two weeks. Drag the riddle goblin back from hell. Yeah.
Wait, is it a riddle goblin? I thought it was a mon goblin. Um, I mean, I think a mon goblin would be a goblin that likes manga. I said mind goblin. Oh, mind goblin. Yeah, mind goblin these nuts. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. way into podcasts. <laughs>